Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and I'm just thankful again to be back here one more time in front of you and just thankful to have you here listening to this episode today. Today's episode, I really want to focus on accountability. And I've used that word quite a bit, um, and it's, it's a word that I tend to lean on when people ask me, you know, certain things about myself and, you know, words that I and things that I live by, you know, accountability is is one thing. And I think just in my time of just growing and, you know, still growing each day, but just growing in in as a person, understanding more about myself, understanding more about, you know, as I grow in my career, as I grow as a husband, as a father, you know, as I grow as a a child of God, I found that accountability is really important to me. And accountability is is it, it means so much in terms of just how I try to govern myself, govern my relationships with people. Um, and accountability doesn't mean perfect. Um you being accountable to something or somebody holding you accountable is just an important part of life. It's an important part of relationships. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, all those different aspects, aspects of where, you know, accountability really is should be a factor in everything that we do. Um, you know, obviously, we can look at definitions of accountability or being what accountable means. Um And in most definitions, you'll find that, you know, they mention, you know, responsibility, um, answerability, you know, blameworthiness. Um, You know, it's almost like you're talking about tough love. Um, And and some people look at it as accountability is, you know, that you shame that you shame someone. And and sometimes if you look at it from that perspective, it can be difficult for us as individuals to hold ourselves accountable or other people. So, you know, we're trying to avoid that potential, um, you know, to be shamed by basically dodging responsibility and accountability and responsibility. They go together, but they are two different things. But if we just want to take, you know, a basic, you know, Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of accountability, there's two different definitions that they have. The first one is the quality or state of being accountable, which I don't like that one because it's basically defining a word using the word to define itself um the second one it says especially an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions so you know it's listed as it says it's an obligation or willingness um but it says that before just accepting responsibility so some people may think that it might be a little passive you know um but the, the idea is what I'm trying to go for here is that accountability should be action oriented. You know, if if somebody's holding me accountable for something, that means that 
there was an understood responsibility that I had. And when that understood responsibility that I had wasn't I didn't keep my end of the bargain. or I didn't handle my, my responsibilities then I have to be held accountable for that. Now, whether it's me holding myself accountable or somebody else holding me accountable in either way you look at it, I have to be able to be held accountable. I've got to you know, embrace the responsibility of my actions and hold and be held accountable, whatever that accountability is, whether it's, you know, if it's something at, at you know, if we think about our jobs, you know, if it's a, a write up, if it's a, you know, a, a note in our performance reviews, if it's something, you know, if our kids are at school and they're, they know what they're responsible for in terms of their actions and in, in talking in class. You know, I've always talked to my kids about this, you know, when they were younger, um, and, and my, our fifth grader, you know, is going through that sometimes, you know, when there are certain times in the day where a teacher wants the classroom quiet and you know that your responsibility is to stay quiet during that time. If you break that rule, then you're going to be held accountable by getting a mark on your little checklist or whatever the case may be. And so for a while you know a couple of years ago he was struggling with that because he was like when well, I was trying to tell this person to stop talking and I was trying to do this and I was trying to he, he was his intentions were good in terms of he wanted to help his friend and try to keep them from getting in trouble or letting them know like hey stop doing all that talking we're not supposed to talk right now but when he gets in trouble for it, you know, he's all bent out of shape. And I say, and I, and I always sit him down and say, I, I know you were trying to do the right thing, but you knew during that time that you were not supposed to be talking, right? And he's like, yes. I said, okay, so you knew you weren't supposed to talk, but yet you talked. So at that point, the teacher had the right to write you up because you were talking when you weren't supposed to talk. He's like, yeah, but I, you know, and again, trying to argue the point then finally had to step back and realize, you know, yes, I, I, I did talk when I wasn't supposed to talk. He knew the, that he was supposed to, that he, he knew what the responsibility was during that time. And he had to account for his actions in that and getting that check, you know, getting that mark, you know, and, I, I try not to be too hard. And sometimes, you know, you, you want to get mad like, oh, you're just talking and being disruptive. But, you know, understanding that the intent of it all was to really help somebody or help the person in class. But it just didn't come out that way. Um, so, you know, just understanding that, you know, accountability, there should be an action. So something should change. It shouldn't just be you know, I messed up, you know, I'm taking full responsibility. Hey, you know, I messed up guys, you know, sorry about that. I messed up. You say it with the words, but if your actions don't change because of the next time that situation happens, if, if you do it again, just like in my son's situation, if the same situation happens again, then there hasn't been action that, that has changed. There should be an actionable change when you're being, when you're held accountable and you accept the responsibility of what you've done wrong and you're saying you're accountable for you you know you're you're saying hey I, I did it i did talk i'm holding myself accountable that that's great that you have that but there has to be more substance to it you know if we're willing to you know if we're willing to accept our own actions or inactions um then you know maybe the situation can be a little less scary you know you can open your arms you can re embrace the responsibility you know and all those good things are, are cool you know 
but responsibility has to be known up front so i like to do like with my teams you know i i manage and i've been managing folks for you know some years now and one of the things i like to do with them is sit down and kind of talk about my expectations of them and then find out what their expectations of me are and then make sure that i lay out the expectations for the team and what the company is expecting and our goals to work towards so everybody kind of has an idea of what their responsibility is in the situation. Um, and, and that's and that's really how it should be from a team perspective in general. Right. So, you know, I always get together, sit down and say, hey, this is where we're going. And, and we track those things. And, and you know, things get all, out of whack. You know, it's like, OK, well, I can't hold you. And, I, and, I, and this is one of my things. I can't hold somebody accountable for something that they didn't know they were responsible for. That is one of the biggest things that I try to make sure, you know, when I manage folks, I have to I have to find out, like, did you know this? You know, because how can I punish you? And, and, and this is from the work perspective. Now, you know, if you look at a kid, a child or somebody, you know, a, a person who does something, like my fam- a family member, let's just take, you know, I'll just take one of our one of my kids. If they do something that is wrong. And it and it's something that could have hurt themselves or, you know, something that just, you know, again, there's they didn't know, but there still has to be some level of, you know, I don't want to say punishment, but there has to be some repercussion so that they know not to do that. I don't want my kid to touch the stove, you know, and burn themselves badly. And I let them do it because they have, you know, I'm just like, hey, you knew the responsibility of not touching the stove. You tell them, but they touch it. You know, how do you hold them accountable for that? Or do you just say, hey, you know, I told you not to do it. You knew your responsibility was not to touch though when it's hot. You touched it. You got burned. You know, those are the repercussions of your actions. How do you hold them accountable for that? You know, well, the accountability comes in because they kind of know what happened. They like I burnt myself. So, you know, I don't want to experience that again. So now you know the responsibility, you know what it is to be responsible and not touch the stove just like using a microwave you know i've had maybe one or two discussions with my children about not putting metal objects in the microwave since they were little um, and so far we only had one small incident with um, a fast food hamburger wrapper that was had foil on it and you know one of the kids kind of turned on the microwave for a hot second i mean it was really quick and then saw a little sparks turned it off real quick um and then they remembered and so again you hold them accountable to say remembered you can't put anything foil you know if, if it's shiny like metal don't put it in the microwave you know and, and the accountability thing is not necessarily punishing them but it's to say hey remember this and then they own it and say hey i didn't know but i know now and then you see the action of them not doing it again so where am I going with all this stuff? You know, and, and I'm building a case because accountability to me just means so many things, like I said before. And I think a lot of times in our society, a lot of times in relationships, especially um, we're in relationships with people that should be able to hold us accountable. What we don't want them to hold us accountable. So let's talk about accountability in, in, you know, one of the greatest relationships that, you know, that you can have if you choose to do so, which is, you know, I'm going to say marriage, 
you know, I'm not going to say it's the best. Your relationship with God is the best, but marriage is right, right there. And so I look at as a husband, I have to be okay and, and be receptive to my wife holding me accountable for things that I need to do or I should be doing because there is a response. Now there's understood responsibility, right? But then there's conversations where responsibilities are laid out. So my wife and I, before we got married, you know, I I came into this relationship before we got married with kind of an idea of what a husband is supposed to be about. As I mentioned before, I had my father, I had several uncles, older cousins and people around me that were in loving relationships. I'm not saying perfect because I know people quickly and I always people always say, why do I always say, you know, I know it's not perfect because I want to make sure when I say those things, I, it can be loving, but there's it's not perfect. So I always put that caveat, that caveat in there. The relationship isn't perfect, but, you know, we come in there, we're loving, supportive and, and there is communication that takes place. And in that process of communicating that, hey, I am interested in wanting to marry you and there's interest on both sides. So with my wife, we have these conversations about what a, a man, you know, a husband should be in a, in a marriage. So I have to gather, you know, kind of what her criteria is. And I have my criteria and the same thing as a wife. She has what she believes a wife is supposed to do. And I have an idea. And so we come together and we, we, we kind of have an agreement to know what our responsibilities would be in the relationship. And then when one of us are not living up to those responsibilities or not handling those responsibilities, then we need to both be able to hold each other accountable for that. Now, if you're true and honest with yourself, you should be able to hold yourself accountable and not worry about the shame because the, the, the going back to the whole sh- point of shame is if you feel shame about holding yourself accountable, then, you know, you're not ready to really grow as a person and grow in a relationship. There's no shame in saying I made a mistake or I missed the mark on this. There's no shame in saying that. Accountability is, you know what, I messed up. I didn't handle my responsibility. And so then at that point, it can't be just the lip service. Now you have to go into um, uh, you have to go into making adjustments so that that doesn't happen again. So, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, when my wife and I first got married. We kind of not, you know, we mentioned this before, but we did things kind of separately in terms of our money and how we paid bills in the in the house. So, you know, we had a nice new house and, you know, got cars and all this stuff going on, you know, and my wife made more than me. So she said, "Okay, your responsibility, you know, your check with your checks, you can pay the mortgage. And so, you know, my my focus was paying the mortgage. And I think I paid a couple other bills, smaller bills. But, you know, my main focus was I was paying the mortgage and she was handling everything else. And, you know, there were times where and I knew that as a risk, that was my responsibility. Right. I had to pay the mortgage. Now, there were times that I was late paying the mortgage, not because the money wasn't there. It was because I just didn't do it i would just forgot about it date came up i didn't take care of it like i was supposed to so 
I failed in my responsibilities to pay the mortgage. Um, you know, of course, you get a, you get a you know, you get kind of a, you get not a late. Sometimes they don't give you late fees right away. You know, in that situation, they give you kind of a you know grace period. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll knock off one, you know, say, OK, well, you haven't missed a payment, you know, on this account before. So we'll give you this one and we'll take it off. But it happened a couple of times, a few times, you know, with me paying it late, you know, to the point where one time they had to call the house and say, hey, Mr. Thomas, you didn't, you know, or call him. I actually got my wife on the phone and said, hey, the mortgage payment wasn't made. You know, we're checking to see what's going on now. Had I been handling my responsibilities, that wouldn't have been the case. But I wasn't. I wasn't living up to the responsibility. And from her perspective, she believed that that was happening. You know, she she had faith that those things are being taken care of. And I wasn't coming out saying, hey, you know, if it was a money thing, like, hey, I'm a little short this month. You know, I might need you to kick in a couple, you know, a few dollars to, to cover this mortgage payment this month or whatever the case may be, you know. There was there was always just it was it was my poor management of money that impacted me being able to take care of the responsibilities that I signed up for. So when my wife held me accountable, I couldn't argue that. Right. I, I couldn't come back and say, you know, well, this or that, you know, I knew what the responsibility was. If I would have been up front and said, you know, I'm, I'm, things are looking a little tight this month for whatever the case may be. I need, you know, some assistance with this. But my thing was and, it, and there was one of those. I think there I know there was a time where I was a little short. And I don't know how, because like I said, just poor management of money. I was just mismanaging my money, um, you know, because, again, we didn't have we had a joint account. But we only put money in that account for so we just put a little bit of money in there for, you know, certain bills. But, you know, I just paid the mortgage out of my account. She had her account. She was paying bills out of that. You know, so those situations that happened, you know, I, I had to sit there and understand that I had to be held accountable for what I did or what I didn't do. And I had to accept that. But it wasn't just saying, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. It had to be OK. Ricky, you've got to show that you can handle this. And of course, with her name on it and, and, you know, my wife is a stickler when it comes to taking care and keeping her credit score up and making sure bills are paid on time. She's very good at that, very meticulous about making sure that that happens. And I'm glad she is because that's helped me to be better at it now. You know, my credit score is what it is because of her. And it wasn't because of a lot of times it wasn't even because of the money. It was just because of, you know, lack of focus and lack of attention to the details of, of what I was responsible for. When I signed up for that credit card or I signed up for when we signed up for that mortgage, we agreed to make a payment by this date. I knew my responsibilities to that mortgage company. I knew my responsibilities to my wife. I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. So my wife held me accountable. The mortgage company held me accountable. They called to check. Hey, we didn't get our money. My wife was like, hey, you didn't pay the mortgage. What's going on? And I couldn't sit there arguing and say, well, you know, this, you know, there's always, you know, these circumstances that come up that may prevent certain things like that from happening. But at the end of the day, I had to understand that I had to be OK with being held accountable because I knew the responsibility. Now, 
people get challenged a lot of times when someone tries to hold them accountable for things that they didn't know. And, and I get that, you know, I, and I understand that now. But once you have once you have the knowledge and once you know what your responsibilities are, then at that point, whether, you know, no matter if it's a teammate, if it's a family member, you know, if it's, you know, a spouse or even even our kids to a degree, you know, within and I say to a degree within a respectful range, you know, our kids have the right as to hold us responsible and hold us accountable, I should say, as parents. And they do. I mean, it's it's I say it they have you know in a respectful manner, but our, our children have the right to hold us accountable. You know, we say it's our responsibility to make sure that they have food to eat or they they have this or they have that. They have lights. You know, it's our responsibility to make sure lights are on in the house. You know, if you know, we can work hard, we can say all these things, but that's what we signed up for. You know, now most kids aren't going to say, well, mom and dad, it's your fault that we don't have this and this. You know, most kids won't say that. And they don't really need to, because in a situation like that, you know, most parents will say, you know, they would go and do whatever they can. They would go without to make sure that, you know, things are the necessities are taken care of. But that accountability is there. You know, if, if I'm late picking up my kid from school, guess what? I'm going to hear about it. Like, what happened? How come you didn't come get me on time? You know. You said you were going to be here at this time. I was waiting for a long time, this, that, and the other. Now, again, if it's said respectfully, you have to think about that and say, you know what? It's my fault. I should have left a little sooner. I didn't gauge my time right for traffic, you know, and I'll make sure that I leave earlier next time. So I apologize. And that, that I know sometimes that may get people, that, that gets some parents riled up like I don't have to apologize to my kids for nothing they kids I'm like no that that's not my belief there are times when you have to apologize to your kids and show them a change that's the accountability part our kids didn't ask to be brought into this world you know we brought them in to and and with bringing them into this world and them being a blessing in our lives you know it's still we have responsibilities to them we have obligations to them. And when we're not meeting those obligations, you know, like I, I mentioned before about, you know, in, in the fatherhood, you know, about being present and and part of being present, it you should take it as a responsibility to be involved with your kids activities. You should take it as a responsibility to know, you know, how your kids are doing in school. That you should that that should be looked at as a responsibility. Because I look at it like this. If my kids aren't doing well in school, I can be I need to be held accountable for that. My wife and I, we take that serious. If any of our kids are not doing well at school and we're not taking the time to look at their work or take the time to help them with their work when they ask or to follow up and at least check their grades, see how the things are, you know, see how their teacher is, is you know, noting their uh, weekly folders and things like that. If we don't take the time to be engaged in that. You know, that doesn't exclude us from being held accountable for it. As parents, it's our job to know how our kids are doing in school and making sure that we put them in an environment for success and not showing them accountability in that situation or, or taking the responsibility to make sure they have what they need, you know, is, is you know, again, 
to me that that's that's showing a lack of accountability. If my kid is failing the school, it's I, I take accountability for that. Now, if we're trying everything we can, the kid is trying everything we can and they're just struggling with school, then, you know, at that point, you know, we have a responsibility to try to keep figuring out how to fix it. But there's no one to hold accountable on that because everybody's trying. Everybody's doing their part. But it was when that one side isn't doing it, that's when, you know, that that's when the, the breakdown happens. And a lot of times we just have to be okay with the people that are around us that we give the access to to keep us accountable. How many relationships have ended because one side tried to hold the other side accountable and the other side just wasn't interested in hearing that? You know, and I've you, you hear it all the time. You know, who are you to tell me this? And I don't need you to tell me how to do this. You know, but we're supposed to be so close, you know, such close friends. Now, there's a way to say it, you know, a way to say it in love, but still have meaning and still have power behind it. But at the end of the day, you know, we we got to we got to be okay with having that level of, of, you know, responsibility of knowing our responsibility. And when we're wrong, having people around us that can 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 keep us grounded and get us back on track. Like I said, my, my wife, you know, it's one of those people. I trust her and I trust her what she tells me. Now, I can choose to be stubborn and and disagree or act like I don't hear it or act like I don't receive it. But when it's all said and done, you know, if, if there's something that she expects from me as her husband, you know, you know, whatever that is. And I'm not I'm not hearing her. You know, I'm not I'm not listening to her. And it's something that she needs and it's something it's a responsibility that she puts on me. You know, do I have to agree to it? Nine times out of 10, there needs to be at least a conversation to communicate around it and say, this is where we're at. Come to a compromise and then we work through the compromise. There are things that me and my wife don't necessarily agree on 100 percent, you know, but she knows where I stand and I know where she stands and we can work around that. And the responsibility part comes from, you know, hey, this is a situation we need to know, you know, we're going to go this way or that way. And we make this we make their decision and then we act on we, we, we know our roles and we act on it based off of that. You know, my wife, you know, we, we look at our roles, the roles in our house. You know, some people will say some of the roles that we do are not traditional for, you know, a, a family. And I say, I don't care. You know, as a husband, yes, my job is to be a protector, my a provider, you know, king, priest, prophet, all that. Yes, that is, you know, and I agree that I agree to that. But also understand that there's different strengths and weaknesses that we have individually. The part of marriage is bringing, you know, two people together to form one. You know, where I have gaps, she fills those in. Where, where she has gaps, I fill those in. You know, the Holy Spirit is is there with us to make sure that the glue is 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 where it needs to be and we're moving forward as as one you know and and that again that that goes back to just finding making sure you find somebody that that you can be on that level with you know but when i'm wrong like i said when i'm wrong 
I, I, I have to admit it, whether I like it or not. And and she will let me know. You know, my wife, she 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 will. She's not just quick to blurt it out, but she will she will get to a place where if she's impacted or she's bothered. She's going to let me know. And, you know, it's never easy. I'm not sitting here acting like somebody holding you accountable is always easy. There's times where my wife has come to me and tried to hold me accountable for something. And I tried to think of excuses. I tried to, you know, well, this and, and that happened and all that. And after the conversation goes down and I had a chance to sit back and just be real with myself, I had to go back and say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Sometimes it happens immediately, but there's times where, you know, I, I, I don't immediately accept that. And sometimes it's based off of my perception of what the situation was. You know, like I thought I was doing the right thing. And she's like, no, that wasn't what we agreed to. I'm like, I thought that's what it was. Again, miscommunication happens. But at the end of the day, did I take care of what needed to be taken care of that that should have been taken care of? And if it didn't, you know, all the other stuff doesn't matter. I didn't take care of my response, the, the assumed responsibility that I had. So she's holding me accountable for that. And it's the same way with her. You know, it's, it's the same way across the board. There's there, we can't grow as a people. And I say as a people, I'm not talking about just African-Americans, but yes, I'm talking to African-Americans. I'm talking about just in general kingdom citizens, whatever you are, you cannot grow and be successful in what you do in life if you aren't willing to be held accountable by somebody. I don't care how much of a boss you are. I don't care how how smart you think you are. If you're not able to be held accountable, that means that you have no real responsibility to anyone outside of yourself. And if you can't even hold yourself accountable, then, you know, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle to really grow and, and, and be who God has created you to be, because the God is going to hold you accountable, you know, through anything. And I think we all know that, you know, in, in Galatians six and one. And I'm not trying to turn this into, you know, uh, you know, a Bible thing. But, you know, it, again, as kingdom citizens, as kingdom heirs, this is airflow. You know, we got to look at it. You know, it says keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. And that's in Galatians six and one. You know, we, we've been told in, in different ways that, you know, we have responsibility over ourselves. We have to govern ourselves. We have to have self-control, self-discipline. You know, I, I told my I told my uh, my son the other day, you know, we were having a conversation. I think this might have been the youngest Christian again. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, when I gain weight, I can't blame anybody but myself. I know my responsibility to keep I have to keep myself active, keep myself going making sure that i'm eating right i'm not overeating i'm not you know just sitting around being a glutton and you know just not focusing on my health like i need to now i can sit here and blame everything like yeah i've been off since i moved you know since you know my family moved you know just working from home thing is just you know adjusting to that you know covid has done this and uh you know it, it, there's so many reasons I can throw out their excuses. I can throw out there. But the bottom line is, I know if I don't do the stuff I'm supposed to do, if I don't take care of my responsibilities, 
you know, with my body and my health, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to be unhealthy. And then at that point, now I'm, I'm, I'm not just harming myself. I'm harming my family, those that love me, those that, that care about me. And so that is that is the accountability for myself is, dude, you can't you know, you look at yourself in the mirror. You're not happy. Well, how do you get yourself happy? Self-accountability. You, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to say I'm responsible for this. You know, that's why people have you know, when you go, th- you see people who go through certain kind of substance abuse programs and they always have. You know, accountability partners and they may have different names for them, but essentially you're an accountability partner. If I get to a place where I get low and, you know, I think I got to go back to that substance again or I get in a situation that I used to get in, you know, when I was a, when I was an abuser of whatever the substance was, you know, I start fading back and I, that, I got to call that accountability person and check in and they call and check on me. Hey, you doing all right? You know, making sure you, you know, you know, things good and. You know, then you start talking to them and they tell it, you know, you tell them about how you felt and where you were going. And, you know, you almost went back and did something that you didn't want to do. And they're supposed to hold you accountable, either come over there or they call and, you know, they're they whatever techniques that they have. Right. But you have that person that you can trust, somebody that you trust their word, somebody that you trust your care to that they, they have the best for you. They want to see you. They want to see you win. They want to see you succeed. You know, a lot of us have people around us like that. A lot of us do. We have people that love us, want to see us succeed. And but we push them away because we don't allow them to hold us accountable for things. So people, a lot of people always say, you know, I'm going to stay grounded and this, that and the other. But then when you get somebody who's truly for you, truly wants to see you win, but they tell you the truth, they tell you something that's not the yes that you thought they were going to give you because they're not yes men or women. They're just going to give it to you straight. Tell you the truth and love. And you can't handle that because then then you, you don't like the answer that you get or what they tell you. So what happens now? We've created this this army of haters that's around us. Y'all just hating on me, this, that, and other. You know, that's this new mentality now that if I say something that is different than what you think or feel, I am a hater now. I'm not, you know, and, and, and so that's the thing is like, well, don't ask me, how can you ask me to be, to give you advice? Tell me that I'm your mentor or tell me that you, you love my opinion. You want to hear what I have to say. But then when I, when I say something in, in, a, in essence to say that, you know, you missed, you didn't take care of the responsibility of that, you know, your responsibilities, you didn't carry that responsibility. And so you dropped the ball and I'm holding you accountable if you're getting mad and saying that I'm a hater, well, I mean, then, then what's the value of me in your life? If you only have people around you just to hype you up and tell you how great you are and, and people should be your cheerleader, your closest people should be your cheerleaders. But they should also be the ones that hold you accountable. They, they keep you. That, that's what keeps you grounded. Keeping you grounded is not to keep you down. I think a lot of people will think, oh, they trying to keep me grounded. They trying to hold you down. No, keeping you grounded means keeping you with the core set of values in place, keeping you in, in, in a mindset and in, in an environment where you can still be you. You can elevate yourself and, and explore and go do big things and, and be the person you were created to be. But you still are centered in these values. That's what grounded is. 
you know, if you think about electricity, if I'm building something, I need to, you know, get energy to it and power it and do all that stuff. But but what happens? There's always that ground wire. So it doesn't add too much too fast. It controls helps to keep the current control. It helps to do all these different things. The purpose of being grounded is not to, to hold you back. You know, I hear that so many times, you know, even from, you know, your kids, they think, well, you don't understand, you know, y'all don't want me to have fun. Y'all just want to keep me here and this, that. And they're like, no, we're telling you this because we know that you're not ready for that responsibility. That's why I wouldn't give my 11 year old son and put him, get him, get him a, you know, get him a car, put him in behind, you know, behind the wheel of a car and tell him to go drive. And, and and give him all the rules to it, but try to hold him responsible for it, hold him accountable for something that he's not ready for. That that's I would be a fool to do that. Our relationship should be based on truth, love. And that's where accountability is just very important. And I know sometimes that it's a, it's a struggle for people to hear something that's opposite of, you know, what they want to do. But it's it's not about that. It's not about where you want. It's not about your understanding of of the situation. It's not just focused solely on that, I should say. In a relationship, in a team, it, it's based off of you looking at, do I know what my well, do I know what I'm being held responsible for? Am I? doing the things that I'm supposed to do that I that I said that I would take ownership of and if I'm truly not doing that then I've got to work I've got to be I've got to hold myself accountable allow them to hold me accountable and change and show action you know show that I'm sorry yes I I, I apologize I missed that now I've got to show the action to say that I understand the the impact of missing that responsibility or not not you know fulfilling that responsibility so now i got to move forward and i've got to say okay i truly learned it you know again accepting responsibility and acknowledging the consequences are steps in the right direction but people hear consequences and they think i'm gonna get in trouble it's not even about trouble it's not about being trouble or being in trouble it's, it's just one acknowledging that yeah i did something and there is an impact there's always a consequence to everything that you do you hear consequences and repercussions now it may be a i mean i guess it wouldn't be a positive consequence but the outcomes you know can be different things but every decision there's always something you can decide to not do something you can decide to you know you have a responsibility you can decide to go against that responsibility and then whatever happens happens People take that mindset of, you know, and I, I hear it a lot. Ask for, you know, ask for was ask for um, I, I would rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. So when people say that, when you when those words come out of your mouth, you're saying that, hey, I know what I'm responsible for. I know what I'm supposed to do and what not to do. I'm going to take this. You know, I'm going to do what I feel I need to do. And if I get in trouble for it. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to take a responsibility. I'll take I'm I'm going to be held accountable. And I know that I'm I'm okay with the outcome of that. 
Now, if you do that and you know and you choose to go against the grain and do what you're going to do, you know, you know, you have that. You already know what's going to happen. But you know what your responsibilities are. It's just like, you know, it's just in, in one of my favorite movies is old, but House Party. So y'all remember if, if people have seen the movie House Party, you know, you've got, you know, Robin Harris, you know, rest in peace. He was the father, single father and, and his son, you know, played by kid. He was trying to go to this party. He got in trouble at school. So y'all remember the scene, you know, he his he got in a fight with the bullies and all that stuff. And they said something about his mama. He swings at them. Big fight pulls out. They both, they all get in trouble. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to let your parents know, you know, this is going to happen, whatever. He gets home from school and didn't see a letter. Nobody from the school called. So he's like, okay, he knows what happened. He could have easily said, hey, something happened at school. You know, I got into it with this guy, with these guys who were bullying me. They said something about, you know, mom, you know, she passed away, still bothering me, you know, so I lashed out. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry about that. I take full responsibility for it. And, you know, I take accountability for what I did. I know it was wrong, blah, 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 this, that, other. But of course, like most kids, they try to avoid dealing with that situation. And he did. And, you know, he got away with it for a minute and then somebody came and dropped a letter in the mail at the last minute and the daddy saw it asked for it and what did he you know said oh you got in trouble at school fighting blah 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 why didn't you tell me that you know he tried to make excuses whatever but his whole thing was he wanted to go to this party and he knew if he got in trouble he wasn't going to be able to go to that party so Daddy told him, no, nah, you stay at home. So what does he do? Dad goes to sleep. He sneaks out. Now, he knew. He said it several times. My dad's going to die anyway. My dad's going to kill me when I get home. When he finds out I'm not at home, you know, of course, we know what happens. He, he, he tries to sneak home. He gets in the house. You know, dad catches him. And it's the, you know, funny scene, but he knew the consequences. He knew what his responsibilities were. He tried to avoid it. He didn't fight it. You know, he knew what the problem was. So I use that as an example because it's so many times in our lives where we choose to to we know what our responsibilities are. We know what the task are we need to complete, get done by a certain time or, you know, what expectations are, you know, in a marriage and in, in, in the family, at work, at, you know, on teams. We know what they are. We know if we don't do what we're supposed to do then, you know, there's going to be an outcome to it. And the outcome is not going to be what we want or what the team wants or what the job wants or whatever the case may be. You know, I always tell my kids when we talk about sports, you know, we, my older two kids are are, are into basketball. And I tell them that we were always okay with them playing basketball as long as they understand that they're not just playing the sport because of the sport it's teaching them life lessons lessons it's teaching them about teamwork it's teaching them about you know having to work towards work together to get to a common goal that's what that's what any team sport is you can have all the individual success in the world but if the team isn't growing and getting better then what good does it do 
Michael Jordan, best player on the planet, he could shoot every shot. He can probably he could have averaged about seventy points a game, and he realized if he needed if he wanted to win, he had to you know get his teammates involved. Now you know now Scottie Pippen is saying something different, but that's a whole different story. But the the whole idea is that as a team we hold each other accountable. You always have a coach. You have you know you have a head coach, but you have coaches that are holding they they hold you to certain responsibilities. You know you have to work out. You have to make sure you're taking care of your bodies. You have to read the playbook. You have to you know practice and work on your craft because the expectation is you know from the owners of the team that they're paying you this salary to perform at this level or better that's why they employed you and when you're not doing that then the coaches hold you accountable and if you got coaches who are holding you accountable you know or or a different level of accountability you have kind of the team captain or the locker room leaders those are the ones that you know everybody respects and they just come up, especially to younger players, you know, or just anybody in general and say, hey, you know, the way you're doing things is impacting this team. And it's my responsibility as the captain to pull you to the side or to address it in front of, you know, whichever is the best way to do it. If I don't do it as the captain, then guess what? People will lose respect for me as the captain because I'm not taking care of my duties. I can't walk around with a C on my chest for a captain and I'm, you know, and I'm not there for the, the crucial conversations. I'm not there for the things that are necessary. I'm always, I'm, I'm the captain when it's great. You know, I, I'm, I'm a leader when it's convenient. That's not, that's not leadership. That's not being responsible. That's, that's, you know, you're only doing half of it, not even half of it. Sometimes it's getting in there, it's having those conversations, it's finding out how people are doing, it's, get, it's motivating your team. That's what leaders do, right? I think about, again, the, the, the jobs that I've worked as, as, you know, management, you know, being a man, manager, assistant vice president, whatever the title was, you know, as a leader, if my team wasn't performing right, it wasn't I wanted to shield my team from getting backlash from higher leadership. So as a leader, as a manager, what I, I, I would go into these meetings, I would, you know, as they say, get get, you know, get pulled, called to the carpet. I would take so many bullets and, and hits for my team and I would deliver a different I would deliver a message that's the same, but it's different. It's more palatable for them to let them know that, yes, we're not performing or we're not doing what we're supposed to do or we need to be better. And here's some things we need to work on. But in that meeting with 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 leadership, I take responsibility for that. Because it's my job to make sure that the team is performing the way they need to perform. And if there's individuals on that team that are not doing what they're supposed to do, it's my job to address those individuals directly. That's my responsibility. So if I'm not if I'm just addressing things from the team's perspective and just saying, OK, sending out a general email saying, hey, guys, you know, we missed the mark with this. We've had too many d defects go out in this release. 
you know, we're not testing the way we need to test, blah, blah, blah. We need to get better. And it's very general when I know that there's an individual on the team who who didn't test the things the way according to the test plan. They deviated from the plan or they they we know that they lied and said they tested something. But when we look back, they never even touched it. And, and if I don't address that directly, then I failed my team. I failed my management. I failed the company. So if something happens again or, you know, something like that happens, guess what? It's on me. I can't sit there and point the finger at the other person and say, well, the person on my team just didn't do it. You know, they're going to say, well, why didn't you're the manager? What, what kind of stuff do you have going on? Why is this person still employed? You know, what, what, what is your what is your plan of action to correct this? See, part of my accountability is I've got to have an action plan for it. Depending on what the impact is, is this an immediate dismissal? Is this, you know, a suspension? Is this, you know, there, there's so many things that can happen. But what is my response to this whole situation? What is my responsibility? Then how do I respond? Now, I can't go back to my team and, and I've, I've had managers that do this, go back to their team and they basically just verbatim tell the team what the upper management said to me and basically just push it down on them. That's uh, so I'm basing it on the whole team, even though I may have people who are everybody else is working hard as one person did this maliciously. And instead of addressing them, I didn't. I addressed the I addressed the team instead of addressing that person. Well, guess what? The morale of the team goes down. You know, everybody the the respect for me goes away. And and now you know it's like, well, he's not. I'm not holding. If I'm not holding, you know, that person responsible or accountable, how can I go to my team leads and say, hey, how come you guys didn't make sure this is being done? Well, I can't blame them if I'm not holding that person accountable. Like, well, as Ricky's not holding them accountable, if he's not doing it, then what kind of, you know, what kind of authority do we have? And, and that's what happens. That's what happens so many times. So, you know, I, 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 I say these things that I've mentioned, you know, in different situations, you know, not just in. And, and, you know, with work, with sports, you know, and church. I think I shared I shared a, a tweet. Not a share. I posted something on, on Facebook, um, I think last week, you know, and it was interesting because and it wasn't out of anything that happened, you know, with my church specifically, but I just I see a lot of stuff. I, I'm very observant with things. And it was interesting that people don't have a problem with their Some people don't have a problem with their managers at work, you know, fussing at them or holding them accountable for things that they're supposed to be doing. They should be doing and they're not doing, you know, but when it looks at it from the, the church perspective, People get bent out of shape if somebody from the church holds them accountable. And I think, you know, and I don't know where that is. I don't know. It's because, you know, again, even if it's said in love, like I think I said something about, you know, you'll let your managers talk to you any kind of way. But if your pastor or minister, if a pastor, your pastor, you know, 
gives you any kind of rebuke, holds you accountable, even if it's in private and does it in love, you're ready to quit the church. But you'll sit there and get yelled at, called out of your name, this, that, and the other with the job. But then with people that that care, that really care about you, that care about your soul and want to see you grow and prosper, you, you, you know, you blast, you blasting them out over social media. You talking bad about them. Why is that? I see it with not just the church. I see it with family members. I see, you know, siblings posting stuff about their siblings on, on social media. Y'all family. No, they did this. So I'm like, OK, but they did something wrong. So you're going to go to social media to blast them out. But your responsibility as a family, you know, the family responsibility it ain't about seekers, but it's about, hey, we can handle this inside. Let's let's handle this inside the family. Let's figure out what we can do to get it better. I see it all the time. It's like family. I see, you know, parents fighting kids on social media. You know, it's just it's just it's crazy. But it's like. Why can't we have this conversation without having to be out in the open? Why can't we just have a conversation and come to an agreement, you know, without making things so, so crazy? If I failed as a brother, if I failed as a cousin, if I failed as, you know, a nephew, if I failed as an uncle, you know, in those roles. It hurts me to know that I hurt somebody. But at the same time, I have to be man enough and willing enough to know that my responsibility to to that family member, that person, whoever it is, not have to be a family member, just somebody that I'm in a relationship with, friends, business relationship, whatever. I have to understand where they're coming from and I have to take that and and allow what they, you know, and look at the the sometimes it's clear black and white. Like here's, you know, like I said, from a from a business standpoint, you've got a contract. If I don't if, if I don't fulfill that contract, the, the, the terms of that contract, the resp- which is the basically outlying responsibilities on my part, if I'm not fulfilling that, then guess what? That contract holds me accountable. That's why people that's why marriage is not how people are getting these prenups and all this stuff and coming up with all these crazy deals, because, you know, it's, it's this the assumption that, you know, this ain't, you know, something's going to happen. They not going to somebody don't keep up with their end of the bargain. I can get out of this. And I don't have to lose my money, whether it's the man or the woman in the relationship. You know, it's it's so it's it's always it's always interesting to see how things are formed because, you know, people are quick to, you know, now just quick to write you off for the littlest things. And some I say little and I, and I have to be respectful. It's not it, it maybe seem little to, to me or other people or, you know, may seem little to the person who's, you know, on the other side of the coin. But to that person who you know is is feeling a certain kind of way you've got to understand why why is that what's the responsibility of the other person in a relationship to know what that is you know if my wife is upset at me i can't just walk around here like i don't care that's not that my, my responsibility to her and to god is to try to make it figure out what it is how can i help is it something I did? And if it's something I did, I got to hear it. And there's, like I said before, there's times where I may not agree. 
But I come up with a way to figure out a compromise so that we can move on because I don't like that drama. Now, I'm not compromising myself, but I take a self-evaluation and say, okay, I'm going to do some self-accountability. I, I I know this is something that bothers her, even if I, I may feel like it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to her. So it should be a big enough deal for me to know what my responsibility is on that, to know not to do it or know to do it or whatever the case may be. So I know I took a, a lot of time um, with this and I, and you guys can see I am very much, you know, I'm so big on accountability, but I'm going to leave you with these seven truths about accountability. And, you know, this can help you understand and increase accountability levels, you know, within your families, you know, within your organizations, any relationship or whatever. But, you know, there's seven things. And I'm just going to go through those real quick before we wrap up. The first thing is accountability has to start with you. So when you talk about, you know, I talked about leadership and, you know, leadership can be different things within the family structure, within the business, within the team. But you always hear that leadership defines culture. And if you want to create a culture of accountability, then you have to be the the starting point. You got to be the model of that. So, you know, just make sure that you can't ask anybody to be accountable. You're not going to be accountable. Uh, The next thing is, you know, again, you have to be you are accountable. That's the the second part. So the first one is, you know, knowing that accountability starts with you. And then the second one is you you are accountable. You're accountable for failures. You're accountable for success as well as successes, you know, within, you know, the family structure, within your team, within, you know, with whatever relationship, whatever the environment is, you know, accountability is part of the job description. And if you try to duck it, it's going to have, you know, negative impacts on just accountability or just other people around you holding themselves accountable because they're going to be like, I don't care if he, he, she, he or she don't care. Why should I care? You know, my wife, if she sees I'm not caring about my responsibilities at some point, you know, as much as she she's going to be strong, like, I'm going to do my part because I know it's right. But at some point, she's going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't care anymore. And that's a bad thing when that happens. Um, the third thing is accountability is not a one-time thing. It's not a sometime thing. It's all the time. You know, I know there's people that don't want to be accountable or held accountable, and they're looking for any kind of opportunity to get away, you know, or find gaps in our accountability. Um, but they're looking for that out, and and they only want to be accountable when it's fit for them, you know, in a good situation. You know, it, it, you have to always be accountable. You are you need to be seen as being accountable at all times. You will be respected like that. The fourth thing is accountability applies to one and all. So, again, when you're looking to hold people accountable, you can't play favorites and you can't. You know, you can't let things you can't let it slide with some people. Accountability has to be every on everybody it has to be consistent. It can't be, well, I got these favorites or I got that. You know, he's a favorite. She's a favorite, you know, favorite kid, favorite family member, favorite, whatever teammate. Everybody has to be that, because if you let one person ignore their accountabilities, then it's just going to open the door for everybody to be selective. And you just create a Again, you create that gap. Uh, the fifth thing is accountability cannot be delegated. 
you can't delegate accountability you something accountability has to be accepted um for the person to really feel accountable and it really for them to take ownership they have to accept it and so the best way you can really get people to set up to to accept accountability is to set them up to be successful you know most people will take ownership of certain things and they'll they'll take responsibility they understand that there's a benefit not only to them but to the greater good of what's going on and so understanding that you know and getting them to accept that accountability just is a is just a, a great way of moving things forward by understanding that you know again they have to they have to want it i can't just say you're going to be accountable for this and they don't accept that responsibility so that that's the fifth thing the sixth thing is accountability is the difference between success and failure so understanding that when when people don't take accountability and things start to go crazy you know they you know they don't feel ownership you know they go into like this mode of i'm just gonna watch things fail how many times you've been in a job and for those that you know have leaders who are not the greatest situations start falling apart instead of them jumping in and trying to roll up the sleeves and get into it they're on the side somewhere watching other people just deal with it they don't want to take how i told them don't do this so i was going to sit there and let them fail you know or they thought it was going to fail from the beginning you know so just understanding like you know if they thought it was going to fall from the beginning that that's worse and they just going to i told you so and then you know then it's like okay i got this self-fulfilling prophecy so if you take ownership of things if they start to go wrong you step into solution mode and when you get into that mode then you start figuring things out you know and and teams that are successful are full of people that can go into that solution mode whether it's uh, again i say teams whether it's work you know if you got people who in a basketball team you know situations going crazy people are getting down they're missing you got you know you got that person that can pick up people and say all right you know we need you you know that that i'll say draymond green is that type of player he's gonna yell at you fuss at you but he's gonna love on you some people like him some people don't but he's going to let you know where he's coming from. He's for the team and he's trying to do everything he can to get the most out of you to help the team win. You know, those are people that you want. So if you think about it, just in, in my experience, accountability is this. I think it's the biggest differentiator, differentiator. I can't even say it. The biggest differentiator between successful and unsuccessful teams. Then the last thing is you've got to hold people accountable. So, again, you can't just tell people they're accountable and then leave them to it. You know, it, it sometimes it works because you have some people who hold themselves accountable. They're, they're self-accountable type of people. So they don't need as much hands on. But it's not for everybody. You know, you've got to you've got to have those moments if you're working a job and you're a manager or something like that you have review sessions you check in on stuff making sure people hey you know the, the stats on the stuff you're responsible for aren't looking too hot what's going on you know you have those conversations you check in with them make sure they're good just like coaches they have time they have one-on-ones with the players sometimes hey you're just checking in or watching film or doing this or doing that you know what's going on with this and the relationship we have those you know you got to have those moments with your spouse or you know sit down and tell him or her like hey you know 
I know it's been a while since we talked about this thing, you know, how are things going or, or I'm not seeing a change here or we're we need to really think about this or that or, you know, you've got to have those moments because if you're doing those and you're checking in and seeing how things going, then again, it, it, it kind of serve a few purposes. You know, it helps us or helps them to know that they are going to be held accountable for things. So they know that, again, there there is something that's going to come out of all of these things that I'm responsible for. You know, I've been in companies where managers didn't didn't do or the company didn't really push, you know, end of year reviews. So people would set goals, but there was no really review process. The goals weren't really taken into consideration. It's like, OK, well, we're not going to really look at those. And so it got to the place where managers weren't even having one on ones with their people. They're just out there fighting fires all day. And there's no time to really sit down and talk about career paths and everything else. But then you wonder why attrition rates go down. Management isn't being held accountable to keep up with their people. Then the managers aren't holding their people accountable to make sure that they reach the goals that were set. So it's like we're just out there doing anything. You know, and and another thing that holding people accountable does, it, it gives, you know, managers, it gives leaders an opportunity to provide support. You know, if you hold people accountable and you have those, you know, you have those inf- those sessions of, of talking to them, you know, again, teams, relationships and things like that. You can start noticing like you be, you're more engaged with things. You know what's going on. Then the other piece is that it offers you an opportunity to praise and encourage people to keep moving further, which is a great thing. You know, so just like anything else, when you talk about relationships and accountability is a big part of that, you know, it has to be worked at. There's got to be clear and consistent strategies, you know, on how it can be implemented in your relationships and your work, you know, wherever it needs to be implemented at. But it should always start with you and it should always be applied to everyone at all times. So. I just want to encourage you again, as, as kingdom heirs, we have to also have that culture of accountability. You know, you can't flow in the blessings, all the blessings that we talk about, all the blessings from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You can't flow from that. God is not going to bless you if you're not going to if you just go out there and you live any kind of way and you do any kind of thing. There's accountability to be held towards that, towards yourself. You know, there's scriptures. There's the the Bible is a book of, of, you know, that list of responsibilities that we have, the things that we should be doing. And if we read it. Then we would know that. Now, some people just choose not to read it and they think that ignorance is bliss. So I didn't read that. Well, that that's you're still accountable for, because when you accepted Jesus Christ, you accepted his word. And in that process of accepting his word, you saying that, yes, I will not only follow him, I'm going to follow his teachings. Now You can't follow his teachings if you're not picking up the Bible. You're not listening to his word or reading his word. So that doesn't stop you from from that doesn't hold stop you from being held accountable for it. God is going to still hold us accountable. Because we know we just choose not to. We know what the responsibility is. Most of us do. Most of us, we go we go through things and we, we have that that experience like I know this is not right. I know I'm supposed to do this, but. You know, I know I'm not supposed to eat this, but. You know, somebody holds you accountable. It's like, oh, y'all just don't know this, that. Yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah, there's those breakdown moments. But again, 
we got to be able to hold ourselves accountable and then we can't get mad when somebody holds us accountable people always want to say well you can't you can't tell me this because you did the same thing you know when you start having those pushback moments with people who you would probably normally be okay with them holding you accountable that's how you know you've touched you, you've hit a nerve and, and that's where the, 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 the struggle comes in because now you're not you're not allowing yourself to be held accountable you're not holding yourself accountable accountability doesn't start with you you're looking at somebody else instead of looking within and and that's that's a big part of being a kingdom heir you got to be accountable we know our responsibilities now it's our choice and we know the consequences we can choose we can say we love god we can say we love and people say it's so hard to be to be a christian it's so hard because it is look I know there's temptations, there's challenges, there's a whole lot of stuff right now. There's sensory overload with technology and just stuff that's going on, things that people are allowed to see, things that people are allowed to do. Laws seem to get looser and looser. You know, things that were allowed on television and on radio have, you know, words and, and images and all that stuff. All that stuff has changed. But this is all stuff that was predicted predicted in the Bible. That, But the, the, the foundation, the word doesn't change. People change. The world changed, but God hadn't changed. So the question is, what's holding you accountable? If you're not holding yourself accountable, are you allowing God to hold you accountable? Is this word holding you accountable? Do you have somebody who you know that you're close to in your church or, you know, whether you belong to a church or just somebody that you trust from a spiritual standpoint that you can have a conversation and they can keep you grounded? Or do you even want to? Do you just want to live how you live and, and, and you get the results you get? And that's fine. I pray that that's not the route you take. And I know sometimes it feels like, you know what, why am I doing what am I doing this for? But you do have a purpose. And every day you get up, there's a there. You know that there's a purpose for your life. You are a child of God. Sometimes you may feel like you're neglected. Sometimes you feel like people just don't understand. And everybody has moments when they feel down, when they're challenged. But I just want to encourage you. Don't lose focus of what you're supposed to do. Keep yourself going. Keep yourself accountable for what you know is right. Live your life first for, to make yourself happy. Make yourself joyful. Take care of you before you can take care of other things. I was talking to my wife the other day and, you know, we were just talking about different things. And I, and I told her, you know, it's just like they tell you on the airplane, you know, before you take off or when you're in the process of taking off and they go about, they talk about the mat, putting on the, the mask for air. And the, what they tell you is basically put your mask on first and secure it before you go to help others. Why is that? You know, Hold yourself accountable. Hold, take care of yourself. Make sure that you're responsible for you. And then you can be helped to be responsible for other people. And I say responsible, not being in their business, but being that person that they need you to be. Because everybody's going to need people at different times. But you can't be there for somebody and help them. You can't be a parent. You can't be a spouse. You can't be that, that person in a relationship that people can rely on if you can't even take care of yourself. Focus on taking care of you. Be accountable for what you need to do. Like I told my son, I, I got to take care of me. It's not my wife's. It's not my wife's 
responsibility to to make sure that I'm eating right. Now, she can do that and I can allow her to do it. But if I get challenged from it, it's on me that that's not her fault. I've got to do it. I can tell you, you know, hold me accountable. But until I want to do it for myself, it's not going to happen until until I want to be um, until I want to get to a place where, you know, if I know that we're struggling financially and I know that I need to you know, do something else or pick up, you know, do some more work or figure out some streams of revenue, stuff like that. I can sit there all day and have a pity party. But until I want it for myself and get up and do it, it's not going to happen. There's so many businesses and so many things that people have wanting to been wanting to do and they're unhappy with their lives and they're looking for somebody else to do it for them. They're looking for somebody else to save them. When God has given us everything that we need, we just got to be accountable and say, you know what? It's my responsibility to do this. And you won't find true happiness until you find that self, you know, that self accountability, because once you have that, you can govern yourself, whether you have somebody around you or not. You've got a set of values, a set of principles. You've got work ethic. You've got goals. You've got dreams. You've got all this stuff planned out for yourself. And you move in those things. Accountability, man, it's important. So, again, I love you guys. I appreciate you listening. Just remember, as I always say, you are an heir. So continue to walk as an heir and flow on. God bless you.